Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of The God Made Man. So if you didn't know, these audio clips that I post as podcasts are audio versions of YouTube videos that I post on my YouTube channel called The God Made Man. So the videos are linked in each description. So this video I had created back in May 24th of 2020, and the title was I Am Happily Single. Now, for the podcast purposes, I have been re-recording the audio because my initial audio for the videos was not that great. So I've been re-recording these episodes. Uh, But when it came to this topic, I realized that I'm still happily single. Today is April the 1st of 2021. So it's been almost a year since I posted this video. And so I wanted to, you know, in the past year, my views of singleness have grown a little bit. They've changed a little bit. So I wanted to give a little bit more perspective than I gave in that first video. But the video is entertaining in my opinion, so definitely watch it. Um, But I want to address the points that I addressed in that video as well. And then also kind of a new perspective that I've had because it's been one year since I've made that video. Uh, And I feel like I'm even more happily single now today than I was in, in that video. So I want to, you know, let's, let's talk about being single. Let's talk about being happily single. So that phrase happily single, uh, somebody was trying to set me up with uh, somebody else that they knew. They said, Hey, you know, I know this girl that you might be interested in. I think y'all would work well together. Let me know what you think. And I said, you know, I'm good for right now. I I'm happily single. And so they told that to that person and somebody else overheard and that person who overheard contacted me and said, yo, I don't, why did you say you're happily single? Because I've been struggling with, you know, trying to get over this person in my relationship. How did you get to a place where you can say I'm happily single? And that's what kind of sparked the the motivation to create this video. Recently, I gave a talk on singleness at a church in Dallas, Texas, and we were talking about this topic of singleness. And before we had this, you know, the meeting where I talked about singleness, they had given me a phone call. One of the members gave me a phone call just to get to know me a little bit, just to ask me more about, you know, who I was. We've never met in person, so he wanted to get to know me a little bit more. And in the course of our conversation, he asked me, you know, what's your relationship status? Are you single, dating, engaged, married? Like, what, where are you at? And I said, I'm single. You know, I'm, I'm just single. And he said, he said, all right, all right, you know, let me, let me talk, let me ask around and see if I know any girls. And he named a few names and asked me if I knew them and if I was interested. And at the time, you know, I I just said, sure, go ahead and ask around. I mean, I, it's not going to, I'm fine. Go do, do your thing. But in my mind, I was thinking or not. I mean, I, I feel fine just the way I am right now. I don't feel like I lack anything. I don't feel like I need a relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not, I don't believe that I have I've been called to singleness, like say the Apostle Paul was. I I do have a desire to be married, but in this point in my life, I don't feel like I need a relationship. I'm just so busy and so focused on so many things that I feel like life is bringing toward me. And there's so much that I have, you know, become aware of that for me, you know, I don't feel like I need a relationship. I don't feel like I lack anything in my life. I feel like I am 100% and fully whole. But this was not always the case. This was not how I was a year and a half to two years ago. This was a very different case. And, you know, that whole, when, when, that, when that brother in Christ, my friend, he asked me, you know, uh, you know, if you're single, are you single? Let me see if I can hook you up. It kind of gave me a perspective as to how we view singleness. I think a majority of, because I would react the same way. If somebody tells me they're single, my first reaction is to go through a list of other single people that I know in my mind that they would match up well with. But 
it kind of showed me this perspective that we have in general that singleness is kind of something that we need to fix. If somebody is single, we don't we don't say, hey, you know, good for you. That's great that you're single. Enjoy this period of time. Maybe some, I started saying that to some people. So maybe there's other weird people out there who congratulate somebody else on their singleness. But for the most part, if somebody says they're single, we try to hook them up with somebody as if being single is bad, as if it, there's something wrong with it. And this wasn't always the case for me. I, I, I wasn't always in a place where I could say I feel a hundred percent whole in myself. There was a time where if a relationship didn't work out, I would be crushed. I would be, I would be just completely shattered because my everything was in this person. My everything was found in them. The time that I spent with them, who I became because of them. My whole purpose in life was focused around this one person. And so the, the one thing I think that is most important in order to be happily single is to know the why, the why behind everything, not just in relationships, but in every aspect of life. If you know the why, the who, what, when, where becomes more clear. Because even when things get tough, if you know your why, you will still stick with it and get you know, get the job done. Get what you need to do done. It's not going to deter you on the path that you're on. So when it comes to our purpose as humans, what is the why? Why are we here? Why, what are we on this earth to do? And I believe it's two things from the word of God. And it's Christ's greatest commandment that he gave us is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. And the second one is to love others as yourself. So the two things that our purpose on this earth is, is to know God and to make God known. My video that I released about a year ago, my first point was identity. Now, this, this point seems like the most obvious, but also the one that's, that's caused the most pain. In, in a previous episode, I mentioned that when a couple breaks up, the length of time and the amount of physical contact they had together determines how hard the breakup is. So if we spend a significant amount of time with some other person and our world begins to involve them more and more, and for some of us, our world can become that person. And for many of us, we tend to find our identity in our significant other. We neglect friendships, we neglect family, we neglect our normal routine to accommodate this person. I know I did this in my past, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but when your identity is found in another fallible human who is inevitably going to fail you, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. You can help yourself by realizing that this whole period of dating is a period of evaluation and not a pseudo-committed lifestyle. It's important to realize the power of sex and how it binds and binds two people together in a very deep way, more than just physically. So I came to a point where my identity had to be found in something else that was immovable, never changing, all-knowing, all-loving, and ever strong. And obviously, we know who that is. So no matter what happens in my life, no matter who comes into it or who leaves my life, I know who I am. And nothing another human being does can affect my identity because my identity was never found in them to begin with. This is what Job in the Bible said. He said to God, you give me everything in this life and I will bless you. If you take all of that away, I will still bless you because he knew that he had the one thing that mattered the most and that was a relationship with God. Take your identity out of another human being and put it in God who knew you before you were born. Let's not limit this to just relationships. Take your identity out of your work, your job, your money, your material possessions, because just like a guy or girl, these things will fail you. 
Set your mind on what no thief can steal, what no moth or rust can destroy. You got to know how much God loves you and the price that he paid for you. The Bible says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a different kind of people, and we've been set apart to do the good things that God has called us to do. The second point I want to talk about is purpose. Our purpose follows our identity. So if your identity was in this person and this person no longer is in your life, you can feel like your life has just become bland, almost lifeless and dull. You lose your drive and your passion and your outlook towards the future fades in the memory of what it used to be, what you used to have. But finding our identity in something else will also shift our purpose. I've seen this time and time again, usually after a breakup is when people find that X factor that they need in their life. They, they start a business or they begin working out and get into the best shape of their life or they do that thing they've always wanted to do because they never had the gumption to do it. There is nothing wrong with any of these things. But here's the difference in finding your identity and purpose in God. It's not one-dimensional, meaning finding your purpose in God doesn't mean, oh, I just draw close to God and now I'm just more spiritually grounded. As I, you know, as I found my purpose in God on a daily basis, it begins to shift how I see relationships. It begins to shift and, and change how I take care of my body, my interactions with my parents, my involvement in the community, the way I see homeless people, the way I spend money. Those are just a few areas in which my purpose has shifted and changed. And I mean this when I say it, but finding my purpose in God has changed every single facet of my life. Every single facet of my life has been changed by finding my purpose in Christ. God created every aspect of my life and he cares for every aspect of your life, even your life as well. Yes, even who you choose to spend the rest of your life with, he cares about it. As we draw closer to him and find our purpose in him, we tap into the one and only true source of fulfillment for our life. Jay Flo, who is a pastor in Houston and he he's the host of Redefine TV, he says that idleness amplifies pain. Start to be effective. The cure for loneliness is not company. It's a calling. Number three is this, that your relationship problems mean nothing. My relationship issues mean nothing in the grand scheme of life and eternity. Sometimes when we, we break up and we're like, oh my God, the whole world seems to just be like bland. What do I do? What, like, what's the next step? Your whole world is just completely, it just feels meaningless. It just feels completely useless. The phrase, till death do us part, and the Bible says that in heaven we are not married or given in marriage means that there is something bigger in our relationship than our relationship with a guy or girl. There's something more important in this life. There is another relationship that far outweighs any earthly relationship that we can have. Now, I'm not saying don't grieve over a lost relationship. I have felt the deep pain of heartbreak. I've spent days, countless hours just moping and, and physically feeling pain for a breakup. But, you know, you have to realize that there is a bigger picture out here. There is a bigger picture in our life. C.S. Lewis says that we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. We're like children who are making mud pies in slums because we cannot fathom what it means to have a vacation at the sea. Sometimes we get so carried away. Oh my God, she hasn't responded to my text. Oh my God, she left me on red. Oh my, like, you know, who is this new guy in her Instagram picture? Like, is she dating him now? Or like, what's going on? You know, they're definitely, all these things that we, we, we tend to occupy our mind with, they, they're so trivial. They, they, they seem like they have so much weight in the moment, but 
they don't mean anything. There is a bigger picture here. There's so much more to your life than another guy or a girl. And as I begin to look at the big picture, I realized, yo, my problems are so small. I'm thinking about my small world in one person when God is trying to show me that, yeah, he does care about my pain, but there is a grand eternal picture for which my life is but a small bloop on the radar of time. And I'm spending the good part of it wondering, what is this girl up to? What is this girl doing? So this is so important to realize because I think in singleness, when we feel lonely, we were very introspective. We tend to think about ourselves and, oh my God, I'm so lonely and what am I going to do in life? But the truth is there is so, there's so much outside of you that once you realize that, that you are just a small part of this huge picture, you realize that you don't have time to sit around and just wait for, you know, this, you don't have time to just sit around and mope about a lost relationship. You got stuff to do. There is a purpose for each and every one of us to do, to know God and to make him known. That's why I've come to this point where I I feel happily single because my purpose and my identity is no longer found in another human being. It's found in God. I am daily being, you know, transformed into his image, daily picking up my cross to follow Christ and seeing what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do? Now, as much as I can say that I'm happily single, I, I also experience nights of loneliness, days of loneliness. But those days of loneliness and those nights are quickly overshadowed by the fact that I know who I serve. Not only does God give me a purpose and an identity, he also cares about my relationships. And he is a sovereign God. And in the word of God, it says that he saw that Adam was alone and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. So let me bring it full circle. We have to find our ourselves in the creator of all good things rather than in the good things that he has created. Our lives on this earth are but a vapor like grass here today and gone tomorrow. And when we find ourselves in our creator, we will experience true fulfillment. And let me give you single people some hope. Adam was busy doing what God had called him to do when he met Eve. In the same way, God knows what you need. God knows what I need and what I want. And when I need it and when, you know, he knows when to give it to us. His timing is the best. Now, we don't serve God to get his blessings, but we serve God for his glory and he will bless us. I'm sure that you've heard the cliche statement before from that perfect married couple that you know. And they always say, it happened when we were least expecting it. But what does that mean? It means that their focus was on something else. And I know that as I devote my life to serve God, he will bless me with his guidance, his never-ending wisdom, his eternal resources, and a partner with whom I can continue to serve God even better, if that's his will. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Take time to think about these points and what it means when it's applied to your life. And you too will one day be able to say, I am happily single. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found value in it, I only have one request. Share it with somebody else who will also find value in it. And until next time and until the next episode, peace and blessings.